Um, I want to ask you a question tonight, and for those that will listen to this later, I'm asking you tonight, how real is Jesus to you in this season? How emotionally, mentally, at the core of your personhood, how real is Jesus? In John chapter 4, John, Jesus encounters the woman at the well, reads her mail to her. She's undone. She goes back to the village, you remember, to the Samar- and says, there's a man who's told me everything I've done. And then the Samaritans come out. Do you remember that? He starts ministering to them, and then they give a testimony. Does anyone remember what that testimony was? Their testimony was to the woman, we once were curious and believed because of what you told us, but now we've heard with our own ears, and we believe. We've gone from secondhand knowledge of a great testimony that had wrecked her life. I mean, she went and said, come and see and hear a man that told me everything I did. Do you remember the stuff he told her that she did? It was her sin. She's so overwhelmed with his love, his conviction, his redemption, she's like, I want everybody to go through this. I want Jesus to read everybody's mail and unlock their hearts that they might become lovers of God. Have you ever thought about that? It wasn't like he had told her all the good stuff she had done. Hey, this is kind of cool. Or you know my birthday, or you know my social security number. It wasn't that. It was he knew her sin, and that actually set her free. Set her free to see his love as he pursued. And so she goes and tells everybody, and I don't know what that was like. Hey, this was wild, and he told me everything, and da-da-da-da-da. You've known me. This guy didn't. He knows everything I did. And anticipation, excitement rose. And could he be? I thought he was a great prophet. I think he's maybe the Messiah that we'd all been thinking about. Well, that a faith began to grow at a measure right there. They heard from someone who had seen and been with Jesus, and they had a measure of faith. But then it moved from getting up out of the village, moving in toward Jesus, and having living interaction with him. I'm wondering how you're doing with that. I don't mean that as a condemning thing. I promise I don't. I know that's a dangerous deal to do with questions like this. Like somehow I'm going to make you feel like you're less than. That's not my point. My point is I just don't want you to live with less than is available for you on this side of a resurrection body. We're all going to see the man with fire in his eyes, glory bursting out of him in resurrection bodies that will not have to look away. That'll be good. But until that time, we're in the midst of a process of growing in knowing how real he is. And I think some people are along a scale of anywhere, unbelieving to I've heard about him, I heard a testimony that kind of moved my heart, to I'm beginning to engage and believe in him, he's a little bit still a figment of my imagination, to other people that are crying out to him, and to others that are really knowing him in an intimate way. I'm wondering how your level of believing Jesus is real is doing right now. Is that a weird question? I was in a meeting with Matt Penner this, uh, this week. It was a good meeting, dude. Yep. It was pretty good. I listened to you most of the time. <laughs> he had some really good stuff to say, but there was a point during our meeting, I never said anything to you, where by the grace of God, I felt an, an uh, 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 by the grace of God, I felt an increased sense of knowing the reality that a Jewish man who had been killed 2,000 years ago was in a resurrection body setting in the heavenly realms. I was thinking about, I wonder how tall he is. 
Is he five seven, five eight? I don't know. But my heart, and it, it, it was good. I don't mean to make you feel. It was, there was most of what you talked about was interesting. <laughs> but my heart started to beat a little bit as I was, as I can be ADD. But I wasn't ADD about, I was thinking about the meeting with, you know, James or Carl and not Matt. I was thinking about the Lord Jesus and him literally seated in a, seated in a body in the heavenly realms in a physical, does everybody know there's one man with a body? Heaven right now, the first heaven, is a temporary holding place for the disembodied spirits of the followers of Jesus. What the heck did Sam just say? The heaven right now is a temporary holding place for the disembodied spirits and souls of those that are believers in Jesus. It will not last forever. That heaven's going to go away. We're going to get a new heaven and a new earth where we with bodies will be in both places. But there's one man that's already doing that. The man Christ Jesus. He's a Jewish man. Now, in his glorified state, he's got fire in his eyes. He's got a sword out of his mouth. His face is shining like sun. His, it's, it's the transfiguration on steroids is what's going on. That's what John sees in Revelation 1. I encourage you to read it and begin to challenge your heart to believe it and then use your imagination to see it because that's really who he is. But he's also the lamb that was slain. He's up there with scars in his hands. I think Jesus is breathing air. Now, is there air in heaven? I I don't know, I was just in a discussion group where a guy, they were talking about some theologian that doesn't believe that Jesus rose bodily because how could he be in heaven and go to the bathroom? I'm not kidding. It was something like that. How could he literally have bowels and stomachs and breathe? And I was like, are you serious? That distracted him from believing that Jesus rose bodily? Listen, we're on a need-to-know basis. I don't know how this all works out, but there's a living man, a resurrected man in the heavenly realms right now. And he's the desire of our hearts. I wonder how real he is to you. I'm here tonight to just say, he's real. <laughs> he's, he's real. Now, you can, I'm the Samaritan woman. I'm the guy at the well that had him read my mail, and he's ruined me for life, and I've had a living interaction. i got to fight to keep it fresh, but I'm that guy. But listen, I'm just the woman at the well talking to you. I hope you'll go out and see him yourself. I hope you'll come out and say, I'd heard what Sam was talking about. He spits a lot and talks too fast when he talks about it. But he seems fairly excited about this, and I am. There's a man with all authority in heaven and earth, sitting in the heavenly realms, leaning forward, I think, waiting to come back to take the planet. Can you picture it? Is it real in your heart? Is a throne in heaven right now with an em supposedly an emerald rainbow right there now, lightning, thunder, flashing out, Yahweh's on that throne, and there's a man in a body right there not dying. He's actually interceding with glory, and he's more real than anybody in this room. You know, we're all real. How real is it? How real? Is your heart alive? Is it becoming more alive with the reality of a living person, the Lord Jesus Christ, and him being the treasure to your heart. Does anybody know what I'm asking tonight? I wonder what you would say. One is, it's a figment of my imagination. Ten is, I've got 220 volts of electricity going through me right now knowing about it. Where are you? Where are you on that? Just to use a Western metaphor. Where are you? 
Are you down two, three? What are you? Where are you? I think it's an important question. It's an important question for the reality of your faith because, listen, we're not all just like doing behavioral modification, and this is a good club to be part of because it will help you have better families. If that's what this is about, you need to quit Christianity. If Christianity is about you getting better and feeling better and getting out of places that burn, man, I can't believe I'm saying this. I think you need to stop it because this is not about you. It's about him. It's about the desired of the nations It's about the glorious one that we're to eat his flesh and drink his blood. He's inviting us to the banqueting table, and he's the meal. I'm wondering if you're learning how to belly up and eat and savor and be filled with the Spirit, and then you're unfilled, and then you press in, and you get filled again, and then you eat the Word of God, and then you get yourself settled down, and you're focused on the glory of who he is. How real is Jesus to you tonight? There's a measure of obviously the invisible and you not knowing it's going to get way better, I give you that. But there's more to be had on this side. There's more to be had. And it's only the people that know him and believe is real that I believe will sacrifice everything. If you're living on mama and daddy's testimony, if you're living on yesterday's manna and your talk and your walk with him, I tell you, I don't know if that's enough fuel for today. Because there's some big stuff coming down the pike. And your heart longs to know. Listen, youth, I'm going to do it one more time. And I'm going to be done. This is the weirdest sermon. I'm asking the youth to press in, to sit down, lay down the game for a minute, put the movie down. I want you to think, is there really a man who's fully God, who rose from the dead, and is going to take over the earth in a violent move called the book of Revelation? Is that true? I want you to sit and think and meditate on it. And by the way, everybody that's older than them do the same. (laughs) Sit down and think about it and meditate and get your heart going. Do I believe this or is this some kind of weird superstitious activity where I'm asking God to bless my stuff so my life goes well and I'm hoping bad stuff doesn't happen to me. If your faith is reduced to that, you're missing the point of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is about knowing the king. I don't care how much you've spoken in tongues. I don't even care how many Bible verses you got memorized. If you don't know the man, you're missing the glorious plan. And the plan was that you would know him. That you would become alive in the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, and I promise you, I'm prophesying to you tonight that the Holy Spirit wants to help you know him in reality. I don't mean tingle and feel good all the time. (laughs) I mean know him in reality, and it gives you endurance and suffering. So, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. Grace my friends, my family in this room with deeper revelation of the reality, of the personhood, the, the, the living person of Jesus Christ. I'm asking Open up our hearts, open up the heaven, take us to deeper places. Move us out of theory into fact by faith. And I pray we'd have living vision and interaction with the living one who sits in the heavenly realms. Holy Spirit, make Jesus more real to your church. 
And may it refine our hearts and break the leverage of sin and Satan that have been moving us way too much. I pray you break that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.